Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Movie Fellas. This is your main host, main character, main person on the show, Vic Azim, and my sidekick, co-host, um, expendable person on the other side of the mic. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I w- don't be mad if you <laughs> come to find out I'm the actual main character. <laughs> I have more of a story. I'm an asshole, which means my story is going to end with me realizing my assholeness and then continuing to be an asshole. So it's a Bill Murray movie. Okay. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that is the, the arc of every Bill Murray character. Starts as an asshole, but actually then the movie ends up being becoming like redeemed as a nice person. Um, but still end up an asshole at the end. My name is the biggest main character in the entire world named Nick Arcata. No, I'm just playing. This is, of course, friendly host Vic Azim and my friendly neighbor who doesn't live anywhere near me, Nick Arcana. Yeah, uh, neighbor, damn, when did you move to Wyoming? No, I said my neighbor who doesn't live anywhere near me, so. Yeah, but if I'm your neighbor, I'm, no, I'm nowhere even near next to you. I'm not even in the next state. Well, you're my online neighbor. <sighs> so online, we're in the same realm right now, so that still counts sort of, so. I'm scared. Be very afraid, but only be afraid if you get a note on your front door from Jeremy, and then if it's close to Valentine's Day, then be very afraid. Until then, you're okay. I take it that note says I know what you did last summer. Of course. And you get the note on Valentine's Day, and it's also, on that day, it's actually Friday the 14th, so. Oh, fuck. So Jason's coming for you. Yeah, there's there's actually a horror movie called, like, Saturday the 14th. Yeah, it's funny, like, I guess they really can't get sued for that, so, I mean, I guess you could do that, right? Well, I also understand that the killer is completely different from Jason, but still. I just thought it was funny. My whole thing is, if you're going to, like, stalk and kill people as a, as, a, as a killer in a movie, it's like, don't do it on the weekend, man. Let them enjoy their weekend. Kill them on Monday, not Saturday. Come on. I mean, I'd rather be killed on a Monday for one reason. The- you don't have to go to work. The most evil thing about Jason is killing people on a Friday. Come on, man. They just got off work. <laughs> just let them enjoy the weekend. Kill them on Sunday. Get me with half the people he's killed. They don't work. Well, they're technically, I guess, volunteer camp counselors normally. Or they are just on some kind of weird vacation to some camp, some cabin that their friend's uncle owns or something. So. Yeah, and uh, some crazy guy always tells them, You're yeah, not, not crazy from my perspective. I would say 100% accurate, actually, more so than crazy. Usually his prediction spot on, so it's Nostradamus. So. Not true. Have you ever seen any of them go to Doom Donuts afterwards? Well, they should, but they don't because they're dead. So, I mean, <sighs> you know, can't be worried about donuts if you're dead. So I, I, st- I want a nice, tasty treat before I die. You don't think that a machete down the throat is a tasty treat, you're saying? No, unless it's fried. What if they put, like, Chick-fil-A sauce on the machete before ramming it down your throat? Is it fried? We can make that happen. I can... Listen, I don't know how Jason is in the kitchen, but we can probably arrange that. I mean, he can probably get it done for you. So, what do you think about air fried? Maybe we have to settle for air fried, though, so... I mean, I have an air. Uh, that's pretty much all I use now to cook because hotel living. Me too. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm in a house. I love the air fryer. Honestly, you can throw everything there. So, I mean, it's so oh, versatile. Yeah. You can throw fries, meat. I'm sure a machete could probably probably work. 
You need a big one, but yeah, we're going to be doing steak in this air fryer today. Well, today's episode, let me just say, we're in the middle of a weird series we're doing called the Hunting Series, or the Hunter Series, or Being Hunted. We don't actually have a name for it, but we're doing movies all that have to do with people being hunted. Which is completely random, because we did not plan this out. It just happened this way. <laughs> well, Nick picked a movie called The Hunting, or hunted. is it Hunted? <laughs> and because with of the Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. So he picked a movie that basically has like 11 different possibilities. When you IMDb it, you get movies from The Hunting to The Hunted from 2012, 2020, 2003. So, of course, I picked the wrong uh, one. I think there's another one coming out in 2022. I'm sure. I picked the wrong one and watched the wrong one. And suddenly we had a, a host of hunting movies. And then also I wanted to do Surviving the Game anyways. And that also led to us now uh, pretty soon we'll be doing Hard Target as well. So... Uh, yeah, we're right in the middle of it, and it's a very, I mean, it's really not a genre, but I guess for our purposes, it's a mini, kind of a mini genre. It is today. How, how many movies do you need to make a genre? Let's say like four, five? Well, then they're, being hunted is a genre. I guess technically every Friday 13th movie is a hunting movie, right? Because they're being hunted by Jason in the woods. Well, then that means Halloween's also a hunting movie because Michael is literally stalking and hunting his prey. This is true. So technically, every slasher movie ever kind of fits into our premise of being hunted. Freddy, Freddy's hunting now, you in his dream, in your in your dreams. Yeah. So now, while we're talking about hunting, uh, let's get to the real horror movie villain of Hillary Swank. When I think of horror villains, I think of Freddy, Jason, Michael, and Hilary Swank. So she's number four. I mean, she can move up the list right now for me. I don't know how you feel about that. For me, she's number four. Uh, maybe if we saw her kill at least one person. I didn't say she was effective. <laughs> I said, in terms of me liking her, she's a good actress. She's the best actress of the of the group, But um, in terms of the, the horror, horror villains. But... Um, Okay, yeah, she's actually at the very, very bottom of the list. She wouldn't be in the top 75. And since there's going to be not going to be any sequels, I don't see her moving up the list anytime soon. Um, but it's interesting Even that she... Even if there she... was a sequel of this, I don't think she's going to be in it. Nah, I mean, spoiler alert, but I don't, I don't think so either. I think she pretty much had, her, had her, her share of hunting. I think her hunting days are over after this movie. So Maybe she shouldn't have been hunting in the first place. Well, we'll get to it. Let me give some very quick background on the movie today. We haven't really said it, but it's called The Hunt, and it's from 2020. And I don't know if you know this, Nick, but originally it was supposed to come out in 2019, but right around the release date, there was a mass shooting. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's a mass shooting, everything kind of gets frozen, so they didn't release the movie. They pushed it back from September 2019 to March 2020, and this movie's really snake-bitten with bad luck because then in March 2020, what happened was the pandemic. So everybody stopped going to movie theaters, so the movie basically did nothing in theaters and immediately was released then on demand. It was supposed to actually be a big movie, relatively speaking. And then there was a lot of controversy because the movie apparently was deemed as like a very political movie, which I don't think it is per se, but um, but now it has kind of a cult following, I would say. Like I looked online and, you know, it's a 6.5 on IMDb, which is actually pretty high, 6.5. So the people who have seen it, not, have, not a lot of people have seen it, but the people who have seen it seem to enjoy it. And um, 
it caught our attention simply because I had picked the wrong movie with the word hunt in the title. So <laughs> had no idea what it was. Uh, I do like Emma Roberts, so I was interested to see her in a movie. And um, yeah, so it's kind of some background there so for that. I, and uh, yeah, I actually want to say something because when I first heard about this movie and then saw the trailer, when I saw the trailer, the movie literally looked like it was supposed to be a big like political war, almost like the Democrats apparently won the office, and then they just started. They made this way to be legalizing hunting Republicans. Hmm. That's the way the trailer made it look like. They, well, with the, even the trailer saying deplore, calling Republicans deplorables in there, and then the, and then the Democrats or liberals being called elites. Yeah. And then when you go through the movie, you find out those words are only used maybe once each. One of them only through a text message. Yeah, and to this I would say that the movie really isn't that political. To be honest, there are mm-hmm. some jokes there for sure, but it pokes fun at both sides. And if you have any kind of sense of humor, most of it's actually pretty funny. And not to be taken as like some kind of political statement or anything like that. And it's well, done in a way where it's really not offensive to any either side, I would say. No, because... they. Another thing I've noticed is, again, in the trailers, it made it seem like it was the big wigs of the party going hunting, not just random people who just worked in the same office building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, so, that is like, it is it is kind of construed as, like, I think, like, um, on the Democrat side, it's kind of like, it is sort of like rich Democrats, though. It isn't like the, the common Joe Schmo Democrat. It's like, you know, it's the elite. It is rich people who are organizing this, I guess. Um, certainly Hillary Swank, I would consider to be um, a rich character, obviously, <laughs> in the movie. So let's get into the movie with watching some random guy die on a plane. Yeah, the movie, man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the movie is anything but boring. It's exciting from this very first <laughs> scene. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like, um, And, you know, you get Hillary Swank in the movie basically is a complete mystery until the end. So they kind of leave her, I think probably as a good thing, they leave her as a complete, we don't know her. We don't know what she's doing, but she kind of comes off as a badass in this opening scene. So yeah, cause she's just without even showing her face. Cause it's not like everyone knows what Hillary Swank looks like. Right. Um, they right. just show up and she just shoves her heel in the guy's eye. <laughs> She does it so casually as if she's asking the flight attendant for some more honey roasted peanuts. Very casual, very easygoing, and goes back to her seat. Just easy as pie. Just just destroy the man, but good stuff. <laughs> um, and then we get our introduction to Emma Roberts. Yep, and I got to say, I'm excited because I like the actress, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to follow her, and um, I'm ready to go on a ride with Emma Roberts, and... I do have one quick question. Sure. Uh, was that a wig Emma Roberts was wearing? Ah, uh, what makes that you hair that? looked so? That the hair for some reason just looked fake to me. It looked almost like it was kind of off her head a little bit. I mean, she naturally has long hair, so I don't see why she would need a wig. Though it's like she doesn't have short hair ever. I've never seen her short hair. Yeah, and like I said, I could be wrong because. Be honest, it kind of looked the same way when I watched the movie called The Babysitter. 
Samara Weaving looked like she had fake hair. I'm like, why do you need these actresses to wear fake wigs? Hmm. It just didn't look right to me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I, if I ever watch it again, I'll try to pick up on that. But to me, it just looked like her normal hair. But um, you may have like a, a seven sense towards wigs, wigs and wigotry. So, um, <laughs> um, if they were going to put her in a wig, at least give her red hair. Uh, no. Um, well, she and a bunch of people are like in a random field with, with uh, gags in their mouth, gags in their mouth. They don't know what's going on. And they all stumble upon one big box in the middle of the field. And one brave soul opens up the box and pretty soon and a, a pig, a pig comes out, which is okay. Um, <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. People, yeah. so, people, people start getting shot. So the real question I just have, though, not really a question, more of a statement, but that someone in the later on in this movie is like, why give us guns? Well, then maybe they want to make it fair. It's still not fair, the fact that they're hiding in a bunker where you can hardly hit them. Yeah. So you're really just giving them bullets just to waste rounds. True. And the movie does a very, very funny thing, which we can talk about in terms of like... You're introduced to all these characters at the beginning, and, and one by one, left and right. one by one, they die, which is like kind of poking fun at these kind of movies, but also just make just being kind of setting the tone for like this is not going to be your standard hunting type movie. Um, Emma Roberts shot in the face. Some random guy blown up after oh, yeah. saving a girl named Dead Sexy. Yeah, I thought. I was convinced by the time we got to the um, the group that went into the shop at first, right? The little convenience store. Mm-hmm. I thought they were the main characters now. I thought they were around long enough to where I, I bought into them being like the main characters now. I would have been so mad if Vanilla Nice was the main <laughs> character. <laughs> oh, man. Like, why, what's going on here? Why is his name Vanilla Nice? What do you think about this, uh, this old couple that's running the store? Oh, they looked so nice until, you know, they throw out some hypocrisies and stupidity and downright some decent jokes I was laughing at the whole time. Yeah, and they got them good. I mean, at that point, like... poison them with donuts. Poison them, yep. And then poison them again. Shot the one dude. I was like... What what happened happened to Vanilla Nice? I don't think... Did we see? Did he just die... Poison? Yeah, one of them died for poison, one of them had gotten shot, so. Then what, Vanilla Nice just, like, niced out of there? He was so nice, they just poofed him from the movie, like Ruger Hauer? I mean, he had music videos to film and other stuff to do, so new rap songs to record. He had to go. Ice Ice Baby 2. Yup. Melted Ice. Or Nice Ice Baby. The ice is melted. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The, uh... So, yeah, at that point, I'm like, well, who the hell is the main character? Because we've spent the first 15 minutes now, I feel like, on these knuckleheads. Uh, so our main character actually shows up, and here's actually a pretty decent question. So we established that they had to get the gags out through a key that they found in that box. Yep. Uh, our main character, played by Betty Gilpin, uh, did not is, go uh, anywhere near that box. The character's name is Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, either way. 
crystal or snowball did not go anywhere near that box yet. How did she get the key to unlock the sh- to unlock her ball gag? Is it possible she did eventually go to the box? We just didn't see it. And not get shot. Yeah, because they show <laughs> you know they they show her at the beginning. She's like sitting by the thing doing something, and then yeah, we don't she's see her like again. washing herself. She did something very purposeful, but I'm just forgetting what it is. But, um, but the problem is, this is what happens when you get a military vet who's uh, who's been in a war zone combat and put them in where they're being hunted. And and it helps that they're being hunted by complete goofs, complete idiots. So <laughs> because they have no idea what they're doing. So when she walks in the convenience store, I can already tell by her demeanor that she's already like smart about what's going on. Pretty much, she already's like figured out some crazy shit's going on because just the way she's like talking to the the old people the old people are still like doing their like basic game but they're like oh well uh you know trying to but you can tell that she's like just like feeling them out and um and then she buys cigarettes where she realizes she is not in arkansas because of the price of the cigarettes that they charge yeah that was so funny to me i understand that with most likely she was army Judging by the some of the fighting she does and also some of the uh, observedness she does, yeah, I'm assuming army because if she was Marines, something tells me uh, this movie would have been a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> anyway, but she, when she realizes the price of the cigarettes, she then kills them both and screams it. Cigarettes are six bucks in Arkansas. <laughs> this is like she's like, you messed up, bitch. <laughs> You know, that scene, I would have liked to see the movie in theaters, the pack crowd. I imagine the whole theater, like, losing their mind when that happened. Because that was like, oof, okay, this is fun. So, um, And then we meet Gary. Played by Ethan Slurpee. Who everyone most likely knows from Frankie, Supply Meets World. I don't want to call him Slurpee, it's Supply, Supply, Ethan Supply. (laughs) What are you thinking about Slurpees right now? I was you need him. to go get yourself a cherry Slurpee from Seven Eleven. I was thinking about him walking around with a Slurpee in his hand, um, but that would <laughs> that wouldn't be nice. So, um, yeah. So, you know, she's like, "Hey, get your ass over here!" Like, what are you doing? Like, because he he shot the drone thing, which um, alerts them to their activity. The fact that they're there, yeah, because yeah. she had the walkie, and then Athena is like, "Turn your walkies off." Which at least makes Crystal realize, hey, at least there's one smart person out there. <laughs> she even said it too. It's like, well, at least there's someone smart. It's funny because, yeah, you have a couple um would-be sidekicks. Like, first you have Ethan, who, um, you know, is around for long enough to where you think he's going to be a major part of the movie, but... um, He dies he, off screen. Well, he loses his mind with this podcaster dude. Um... He is the podcaster dude. Oh, well, no, with the guy who is hiding amongst the um immigrants, amongst the immigrants and who has like the fake the fake voice and everything but then comes clean. And I, I do love the whole the reveal where he just looks at Ethan and goes, "I don't think they believed you, Gary." <laughs> well, not only that, but he says something like, you know, "Let's just get through this and then, you know, I'll try I'll I'll kill you afterwards." Like, it's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm not making no deal with you, man. Come on. Well, neither did 
neither did uh, Gary because Gary puts a grenade down his pants. Gary goes hard and then he blows the guy up. <laughs> no mercy there, man. I just love how the I just love how the the, the military is just sitting there like, okay, it's not our problem. Hmm. So um, so Crystal ends up back at a base basically, and where she meets Don. Don is would be sidekick number two, who who is, is a, a, fun, a fun Air character. Force veteran. Yeah, is the Air Force veteran, and you know we'll get to his background later on just to figure out you know what his character actually is. But um, I love the scene with them in the car with the cop. Who's, uh, <laughs> He's just losing his mind as she. I love the fact that she just very nonchalant grabs a hold of the the arm bar at the top of their door just yeah. to turn around and kick the guy out that door. She winds up and then like, it's like her facial expression doesn't change. It's like very just like low key. Like nobody would see that coming. And um, even though I, he clearly sees her feet aiming towards him, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I didn't understand if she she had a hunch the cop was dirty or just was just didn't trust him because he didn't really say anything I feel like that triggered her. He was just like asking questions. He was asking like, Hey, why would these people be after you? Um But she obviously made a decision like, Okay, he's definitely dirty and then killed him. So it's very interesting what was going on in her mind to like what triggered that, but It is interesting just because yeah, she just, as he's talking, she just decides to, I need to rewatch that scene. Because I, I think he does say something that he, she did not he, expect the answer to unless somebody knew it. He asks he asks the question of like, he's like, he's like, do you know why, any reason why these people would be after you? That's what he says immediately before she like kicks them. Um, and we also, we end up finding out that Gary's body's in the trunk. So... Yep. Oh, this guy's a pretty good knife knifeman because he just—I'm assuming he threw the knife into Gary's head. And also, we find out there's a big stack of bribe money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. But I mean, luckily she was right, and he was dirty. So, um, something tells me even if he wasn't, she wouldn't have cared. I mean, honestly, she, I think ultimately she's on the right mindset of like, don't trust anybody. Um, at that point, so I mean, she gives she gives Don her trust to a degree, but she's also like, on, on, she's also like conscious that hey, anybody can be anybody in this situation, right? Who can you trust, really? Which, which there is one thing I'm wondering: Have you ever heard of the Jack and the Hare story? This damn dark. I have not, but I will never, <laughs> never forget the story she tells. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just the same thing as the uh, rabbit in the, the rabbit in the hair, or the bat. Let me rephrase that. It's just the same story as the rabbit and the tortoise, but then they she adds another part of it, which is the rabbit kills the tortoise. After she told the story, I was like thinking to myself, "Oh man, Hillary Swank and the Hunters—they're in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bark barked up the wrong tree. This woman's crazy and she's gonna kill them. Like they well, just got they just got the whole... they got they got unlucky that she happens to be involved. <laughs> like Well they 
they go through, they show so many, another great thing about those movies, they actually show so many things, give you little hints, that she is actually, she is prior military, maybe been in a war zone with all the stuff she's done throughout the movie so far. Well, not only that, but, I mean, you learn, you learn pretty quickly that she, she misses, like, that life. She's been looking for something to give her the feelings that she had when she was in combat. So they basically, like, were, like, put in a situation where she's like, ooh, okay, I can, I can, like, scratch that itch that I've been feeling anyways, right? Like, I'm working probably a normal job now and, like, a bland day-to-day life and, you put me back in combat. It's like, woo, beautiful. I think she's like, she's happy about it. She's like, this is gonna be fun. So yeah, the, then we get, yeah. then we get to the bunker, and this scene. This is probably where all the jokes are, and every joke lands, in my opinion. Um. So the best thing is definitely the shooting the woman, but first asking like, do you feel like you deserve to? <laughs> Like any kind of special like treatment you because, to... because you're a woman. <laughs> no, bang. Perfect. Whoever wrote that, that was a uh, yeah, that was a a, <laughs> a great way to do it. Um, you, I was expecting her to go to say yes, and and then she, when she said no, I was like, well, you're dead. <laughs> I, I think you could have gone either way with it, but the way they did it was actually the better way. Uh, <laughs> using your own ideology against you, basically, to kill you. So. <laughs> um, what about Don? Should we talk about the so Don's, Don, uh, Don's allegiances? So I feel like that was just something Athena did to get... Uh, fuck, I forgot her name already. To get Crystal to shoot Don. Or to get Don to shoot Crystal, because Don knowing... Oh, this chick's going to kill me because she thinks I'm against her now. I go back and forth. The one thing I read online, which is true, is that at the end when Crystal goes into the, you know, Athena's house or whatever, there's pictures of on the wall of all the the people being hunted, right? And you actually don't see Don's picture anywhere on the wall. I so, did not pay attention to that. I didn't either. I read it online. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, so <laughs> if his picture was on the wall, then maybe he was a plant, to be honest. So that was like a little thing someone said online that I didn't look into. Um, but <sighs> it's tough because, yeah, that makes it seem like also something said, someone said something along the lines of like, Don was counting out the victims. And I guess he counted the person on the plane, which he should have had no knowledge of the person on the plane who died. Does that make sense? I, now, I'd have to go back and well, check if he actually said that. Well, no, because he, he didn't count the person on a plane because he even said that we landed with 11 people. person on a plane would have been 12. But but he was counting 12, wasn't he, though? No, he was only counting 11. He, even, okay. he said it as he was counting. We started with 11. This many people died. This many people died. So, again, there's still the fact that Dom may not have been a plant to be honest with you, because when you count through them, Don does count as the 11th person, or the 12th person, yeah. even though Don would not have known about the guy on the plane, so he never counted the guy on the plane. So to him, there's only 11, not 12. I think it can go either way, because I think that 
it would be kind of smart to have a plant in there amongst them. It just gives you more of an advantage again. So that would be smart to do that. Um, but yeah, I gotta double check yeah, the well. picture. I gotta double check the picture on the wall thing because that's pretty damning. If his picture's not on the wall, there'd be no reason why everybody else's picture would be there except him. So, and and you yeah, don't well. when they're going over potential victims in the thing, the flashback, they they never bring him up either. So. Well, now we finally get why Athena wants to uh, kill Crystal because she got the wrong person. Now, <laughs> that's the same thing as Don. Did she get the wrong person? I actually think she did because when she was going through the backstory, and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, this girl, there is no way this is the same girl. And Athena, you got, Athena doesn't mention anything about the the military or army experience either right so yeah right and there's no way this girl does not have that so when you're going through this whole backstory and i'm just saying thinking to myself okay i can understand her i can understand the part of her father dying but being a drug dealer nah her mother overdosing yeah she doesn't seem like she has that much trauma from an early age yeah you know what's funny too is like the whole reason hillary swank is so smug and overconfident is because she thinks she can win this fight because she thinks that that's the other person that she picked with that background. She has no idea that this is like somebody with like a like a military army background. That's why she's so overconfident, like inviting her in. Yeah, let's fight one. I've been training for eight months. Let's let's fight one on one. But she has like no idea who she's actually facing. It's funny. Like she would have never set up this way if she knew who the real Crystal was. Pretty much, right? Because she would have right. known she's also, gonna get her, she, she would have known she's gonna get her ass kicked. Get her ass kicked so. Yeah, and also, uh, at the end of their fight, which I'm going to say is a really good fight for this kind of movie. It actually but, uh, is. Really, it's really solid, yeah. But at the end of the fight, you know, she even asked her, well, we're both dying, so you have no problem telling me. At that point, I don't think Crystal would have lied. With what we know of the character, even a little bit, Mm-hmm. something tells me crystal would not lie about who she is especially at that point yeah no i mean you have to believe that she's right that it's the wrong person because the fact is they would have never invited somebody into this thing with that level of combat experience and hillary and swank would ne- that would, underutilized <laughs> hillary swank would have never been that confident to do that exactly yeah not so. yet anyway She'll probably go through like three hunts before she invited her in. Like this whole thing only went wrong because they happened to get the wrong person here. Everybody else, I'm pretty sure, would have been killed and it would have been a successful hunt. You know, it's just that one thing messed up the whole thing. <laughs> right. Because another thing that I was getting confused about, because when they were showing their process of choosing these characters, you get to Crystal, see her picture, and it says that she made a tweet. That, that that's the problem with the these villains also. They went after people that pissed them off, not because they were just they were actually against them. Something yeah, did, like that. Did you pick up on the fact that so what happened was originally the elite, let's call them, they were accused of potentially doing a hunt, right? But initially it was just a joke, basically. But because they were accused, they lost their jobs and their life was in fact wasn't like impacted by it. So and then you know there's um, podcasters are really doing like like conspiracy theories about the hunt. So then they were like, okay, let's just go ahead and actually do a real hunt now since we've already been accused of it and it affected our lives. So they actually really do it. So it's like basically like a rumor, like a conspiracy theory 
that the one side had that their side was like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and do it since like, you know, why not now? We've already been accused of it. Um, yeah, but then, but so when, as the movie was going on and we saw that little bit and I'm just thinking to myself, that does not sound like the crystal that we know. Something tells me this chick would not go on social media to say this bitch killed so many people. <laughs> I, I doubt she's on Twitter, honestly. <laughs> Same. Doubt. So when I, I don't see it. So when that came up and then we get the reveal that they got the wrong girl, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. And let's not leave out the fact that she actually eats her her dinner. <laughs> she eats her <laughs> she eats her sandwich afterwards, which is yeah, the grilled cheese with Gruyere. Nothing like a good meal after you've done some killing. I mean, I'm sorry. After well, not only did she do well, no, she cauterized the wound after, but still, after doing some killing, you've worked up an appetite. Plus, she hasn't eaten anything the whole time. The whole time, and she also I can't say that she did eat something at the military base. That's true. On the plane, also, she gets to have some expensive champagne as well. And caviar. And caviar. Well, we went to the movie pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to keep my bullshit from the beginning. And... No, we just had to stretch out the categories, that's all. <laughs> well, speaking of categories, best performance. I mean, this is the easiest pick of all time. I mean... I feel like uh, Emma Roberts. Hell no, she might get worse performance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna have trouble with the worst performance. That, that I'm gonna have to think about. But uh, but this one is easily easily. I'm gonna say her name right. It's Betty Betty Gilpin or Gilpin. I wonder. I don't know Gilpin. I think it's pronounced Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin basically carries the movie. Like, if you take her out of it and put like a lesser actress in, who makes Crystal uninteresting. I think the movie's way different, probably a lot worse. Um, but she's just appealing like crazy. And um, like she made me want to see her in other movies now. Like I'm interested to see what else she does after that, right? Because mm-hmm. like she really can't play. I mean, obviously she could go back and play like normal female roles, but she could also play like action badass roles too, clearly. So a lot of diversity. She's the there. next Ripley. Yes. I, I-, I thought this was one of the best <clears throat> carry jobs. It's comparable to to me to what's her face in the movie Nighthouse, where like one person mm. pretty much carries the movie on her back. Um, she's literally the only character you care about in the movie. Nobody else you have any real concern for at all, basically. I mean, the only reason anyone cares for Emma Roberts is because she's Emma Roberts. Yeah, but even then, you're just like you kind of laugh when she dies. You're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's an easy pick. It's one of the better. So performances I've seen this I'm, year from anybody honestly. So. Mm-hmm. so in order to stretch out our runtime a little bit I'm going to have to go with Hillary Swank <laughs> you know hey look I like I, I like what Hillary did but I mean let's be honest she's barely in the movie though that's a thing she's barely um, in the movie and as we both brought up that's probably a good thing something tells me this character in the movie any longer that's like say she was with the main group, something tells me this movie the the villain wouldn't have been as fun because there would there wouldn't have been that mystery aspect. It wouldn't be effective. Hillary Swank is a, is a close runner up to me because like I feel like I did like what she did, but but no, it's not even close in terms of like I'll I'll I'll, res- I'll, I'll respect your choice, but 
this is one of the easiest picks of all time. It's like you have one person carrying the movie, and you have a bunch of blah for the rest. So uh, I'm not. And you have to respect that she brought in the next Karate Kid fight scenes in order oh to do this. Oh god! <laughs> I have a feeling this this fight scene was way better than any fight scene in Next Karate Kid. So. Well, it was because all the ones in Next Karate Kid was one sided. Again, if I'm assuming. Uh, Crystal was an army because if she was a marine, even, even those eight months of training, mm-hmm. that fight would have been one sided. If they if they made, I like Crystal so much. If they made a a John Wick type action movie series with Crystal, I'd be down. She could easily do like, <laughs> she could easily do like John Wick type adventures. Honestly, easily. Um, oh, that'd be fun. Okay, worst performance. So this is tough because. Nobody really stands out as sometimes worst performance is like kind of like it's like nobody's really that bad sometimes just like okay well who did I like the least even though they weren't bad and that's kind of where this is at um man let me think the problem is too is like really you have a bunch of nothing characters like the, I'm gonna only be able to go so high on the rating of this movie because it really is like one or two characters you get to know and then everybody else is like just like no development at all pretty much. Um, well, actually, there is one character I have to choose, and I don't even know this guy's name. It's Vanilla, the National Vanilla Guard. <laughs> no. Nope. It is the National Guard guy that is supposed to train the villains. And the reason I sit, bring him up is just because, for one, if he was National Guard, why would he train people to kill other people? So that kind of kills a character, in my opinion. Guess, and another mo- thing mo- is... Uh, there's an easy answer, money. So he got paid a lot. Another Another thing I'm wondering is why didn't he train them correctly? Well, for one, why did they get someone in the National Guard to train them? That's true. <laughs> instead, instead of someone like in the army, and also he mentions he was apparently in the movie Tears of the Sun with mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. I'm just thinking to myself, where? I don't recognize you at all. You must have died in it. He probably died. Yeah. Um. Man, you know what? I don't know. It's tough. I'm going to go... Oh, man. Who is... I'm looking at the cast list to figure out who these characters were because they all look very different on the cast list than they do in the movie. So. <laughs> um... I hate to do it, man. I'm just going to go with Emma Roberts. <laughs> yeah, give the girl with like two minutes of screen time <laughs> and a bullet to the face. Yeah, I mean, you hate Hillary Swank had two you're, minutes of screen time. So. <laughs> no, she had at least ten minutes of screen oh, time. That's so true. <laughs> I know, but uh, you're really, choosing I, the, really, I, you're I choosing really, the easiest option. Really, I have no real. I thought pick. you had a crush on her. That's so. I'm not like you, where that impacts how I enjoy the movie. So, what I'm gonna say is like, I, there is no, there's no answer for this basically because none of the other characters actually get enough screen time to be good or bad. Um, maybe Ethan Suppley, I can say. But he was all right. But he was okay. But he was not as good as the rest of them. So, because I did like well, that. About... So, <laughs> okay, well, best scene. I think you have to go for me that initial first convenience store thing with Crystal, <clears throat> because it's just so well played, and probably when she kills them is the biggest, like, fun moment in the movie. Maybe one of them. So. 
I can. I, you, I, I know. Mean, I think you're probably gonna go with the end fight scene. I'm guessing. So that that's fair too. I am because it it's fun. It's not just two, the two women beating each other up. It's also turns into when Hillary Swank realizes she's losing the fight. She starts pulling out all these different stuff on her just that the main girl has to now overcome in order to get back to beating the shit out of her. Mm. In which case, because she gets damaged, makes it more of a fair fight with Hillary Swank able to fight her one-on-one again when they get back in that kitchen. I mean, it's an extremely satisfying ending, so I have no problems picking the ending either. Uh, it's a quality fight scene, and then especially, like I said, when you find out I think Hillary Swank was expecting like an easy kill, and then she's like, "Oh, this is the this is a different person." And... Notice her last words too. Whoops. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that that tells you everything you need to know about that character. Even in death, she did not give two shits that she almost killed somebody. Mm. Yeah. Um, worst scene. That's a hard one. I'm. Uh... See, this one it really is hard. I'm probably probably for me, it's probably just the whole background on the elite and like them like researching past or researching people they're gonna use and stuff like that. Um I understand why you need the backstory there, but Yeah. That didn't do anything for me. I could I could put two and two together without needing to see them actually doing the research and stuff, but Fair. Uh I'm gonna have to Give it to the ending credits because I was expecting something to happen between the uh, air flight people and her. Like they were going to try and kill her after that. No, I like <laughs> that. I li- that would be slightly I, funny. Yeah, but I like the idea that just of them just being like you know normal people that are just doing their job basically. Um, Let me grasp at my straws, sir. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> There's really, like I said, just like you had a grass semester us. <laughs> no I mean every scene feels mostly fun and has a point you know so it's like there's not too many there's not too many filler scenes in the movie honestly so what would you like to change honestly nothing I feel like this movie the way it was intended is fun in its right own right yeah I agree there's nothing really that stands out dramatically I mean the storyline is what it is and there's not too much to it. I mean, it's it's accomplishing what it's setting out to do, which is to make like a kind of a, just a, a very quick, fun action movie. It's not trying to set the world on fire with its acting, with its plot, with anything. It's just it's one of those like low-key fun movies. It's not really trying to do too much, so I can't really hold it to like a high standard. It is, it is what it is. All right, so actually I kind of got my final thoughts already set up. And this is going to be controversial for such a controversial type movie, by the way. So overall, I feel like this movie is acted well. It is fun to watch. I do feel like there's a rewatchability to it. Some of the jokes are going to get old, though, as time goes on. I'm not. I don't really see this movie aging all that well. Yeah, but it, it's, too, it's too focused in like the present time, basically, right? So it's like yeah. But the so the action is fun. Some of the some of the comedy definitely lands especially the the uh, gas station scene uh our main character is fun to watch she's funny with just her line delivery it seems dry but for some reason it just it's just fun and also hillary swank for the low amount of time she was in it 
does a pretty good villain. So overall, I'm actually going to give this movie a two and a half. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's funny. I think that what helped me for this movie is me going in really knowing nothing about it. Like, I watched it without any research. I didn't even watch the trailer first. I literally just watched the movie, like, cold. So there was no expectations, no knowing nothing. And that made it super enjoyable just to let it unfold without knowing what it was about. If you can go to this movie, like, blind, it's a great first watch. Um, Rewatchability-wise, I kind of feel like maybe it's rewatchable. If I'm watching it with somebody who hasn't seen it before, then I can watch it. But I don't know if me individually I'd go back and watch it myself. Because... A lot of the fun of the movie is just seeing it unravel for the first time. There's a little bit of a mystery to it. I don't know how much fun it'll be watching it subsequent times where you already know what's going to happen. Um, and you're right. The humor is great for the first watch. And in the present moment of time, the humor is pretty good. But will it age well? Like, will the humor still work like 10 years from now? Probably not. Because the culture will have moved on to different arguments and things like that. And so it may not work long term. But in the present moment, as a first-time watch, the movie's super fun. Um, if I was just going by entertainment, I would probably give it three stars. But if I'm thinking critically, why I subtract a little bit is because really, I mean, like I said, there's really no... There's one great performance, but then there's a bunch of characters who come in and out. There's really no standouts with that. There's no characters that develop. There's no memorable characters. There's no emotional attachment to any of the characters. So the movie has no emotional attachment at all, basically. You really don't care about the movie, per se. You're just having fun watching it. Um, so, like, you got to kind of grade on that scale, basically. So for me, I'm also going to fall at two and a half stars. Um, because of how the movie, because of how it is, it has a cap on how good it can be. Because it has a specific sense of humor. It has... You know, that kind of light, goofy, fun tone, but it's really not trying to be a good movie, per se. Um, so it's two and a half stars. It's a fun movie, and especially, like I said, that first watch feels like three stars on the first watch. But if I watched it over and over again, I, it probably would come down for me the more I watch it. So I don't think it's a movie you want to watch like all, over and over again. It's not, it's not a movie you want to think about too much, even. Um, but that first watch is, is great, so... Two and a half stars for me. And uh, really, my takeaway was I just want to follow the actress in the movie because to me, she carries the movie and it made me want to more follow her career going forward. So that was more of my big takeaway. The movie itself, it's like not a memorable movie. I'm not really going to think about it or remember it going forward. But uh, for that day that I watched it, it was a lot of fun. And everybody, as usual, you don't have to go home, but you do got to get yourself some Welch's fruit snacks. Berries and cherries is always the best one to go to. Make sure you get yourself some Mountain Dew chug and play some games it sounds like nick is preaching the idea of early early onset diabetes on this podcast and i'm gonna have to go ahead and put a stop to that and say no <laughs> get yourself some walnuts some almonds some sparkling water and also some real berries some raspberries blackberries blueberries some actual fruit not the fruit snacks that this man's recommending you know i'm just trying to set at least some of our audience on the course to not be diabetic Thank you, Nick, for your unhealthy message. Absolutely nobody's going to listen to you. <laughs> Who eats, who, what, what, what adult eats fruit snacks? Come on, man. <laughs> Me. You're, you're acting like our audience is like uh, 13 years old. They're like, oh, yeah. My, no, seven years old. My Welch's fruit snacks. Come on. Hey, don't, you, don't, don't mess with Welch's fruit snacks. Why don't you recommend a fruit roll-up? How about that? You know what? Fruit by the foot. <laughs> the, well, it peels like tape. There you go. 
Yeah, because um, that one tastes better. Uh, next week's vote. And uh, next week, folks, we have. Uh, tell me what it's called, Nick. Is it the hunting, the hunted, the, the hunter? What the hell is it? Come on, the hunter's moon. What is it? The, the hunted, with Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. You know, Tommy Lee Jones already did a movie called The Fugitive. I feel like, I hope this is not like like an exact remake of The Fugitive because. <laughs> That's also a movie about being hunted, basically. So, <laughs> and then it's back back in another one called U.S. Marshals Wesley Snipes, which was like a sequel to Fugitive. So it was a sequel to Fugitive. It wasn't like it, it was. It was. It was, and exactly it like had it. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. That doesn't impress me. There's a lot of there's it's a shit. lot of, there's a lot of bad movies that had Robert Downey Jr. as like a supporting actor in it. So fucking Iron Man was he wasn't a supporting actor. He was the villain. Well, he had about 15 years before Iron Man. There's a lot of cringe in that 15 years. That's besides the point. Well, after we get through our hunting movies, which we have the one the Nick is talking about, after that we're going to have Hard Target. And then after that, it's time to get back to our horror movies because it's Halloween coming up. And we're going to go straight Halloween movies, horror movies all through October. And then maybe November we'll get back into some kind of Thanksgiving something. If there anything, if such a thing exists, not thanks killing. We will not be watching a demented turkey kill people. Hey man, I'm, I'm just saying we're running, we're running short on how many Thanksgiving options we have for movies. I mean, I think I don't, I, it's a I don't str- care. It's a I'd rather just, I'd rather just do some random Disney Channel original movie over thanks killing. I think they both sound like equally bad ideas. Yes. So, um, and I'm definitely not doing thanks killing three. So maybe November will be random stuff, but then December at least we'll get back to Christmas movies at least, because we always have a wide array of things we can do Christmas wise. I think. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Oh God. <laughs> the the Black Christmas remake. Two thousand six. Oh no, the other one too though. <laughs> no, go. go. <laughs> You're no, doing that alone, sir. No, no, I'm good. I'm. I don't. I don't want that. I'm. I've heard enough bad things about it from you that I don't feel like that's necessary. Yeah, um, you're you're doing that one alone. I I refuse to watch that one. 